Dylan. Ross. As I'm sure you've noticed, we are short. You're down or Caleb. We are down. Undertaker came for me, but he got the wrong address. He went for (laughs) Caleb instead. He picked up Caleb instead. So he just went, well, it's a body and I can teach you how to wrestle. We're good here. Yep. So it's, it's just you and me this week. Um, Mm -hmm. And that also means the person who does our synopsis every week for the movies we're supposed to watch isn't here. So Nope, they are very much gone. And I don't have Wikipedia pulled up right now. Yeah, so um, did you, have you watched The Apartment already? Because I watched it yesterday. No, because I thought I had another week. <laughs> okay, well, it's good because we're not going to be talking about it today. We're going to be doing something different Oh, thank today. Jesus of God. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm not going to spring Thank the Jesus of God. What, um, are we, what are we watching or playing oh, or doing? W- well, Dylan, that is for you to find out on, I don't the, like on the newest episode of the Binge Picture Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Binge Picture Podcast, the podcast where most weeks... <laughs> We're going to watch. most weeks, except for the past like a month, four, three that we did for yeah. Lord of the Rings, and now this one. <laughs> most weeks, we will watch a movie that's won Best Picture at the Oscars in a completely random order. Um, I am beer drinker. <gasps> He's fan evolved. Of sh- fan of the Chicago White Sox, and one of your hosts, Ross Benbenek, joined by. The angriest boy, the man who knows no end to his rage, the man who knows how to be the one and only angriest boy, Dylan Bateson. Yes. And like I said before our theme song played, we are without Caleb this week. Um, R.I.P. Undertaker, please treat him well. Give him yes. plenty of num-nums and scritches. <clears throat> yes, we sincerely hope the Undertaker treats him well this week. Um, but I am not Dylan. Mm-hmm. I have not told you what our topic is this week yet, have I? No, you didn't because we kind of had to play this off the cuff. And, I, and now I'm very concerned, scared, and all of that. Oh, don't be scared. That's Dylan. your scary voice. <laughs> so, Dylan, mm. how much do you know about the NBA? Oh, no. I know nothing. Well, I legitimately okay. know nothing. Well, Dylan, last night was the um, NBA's draft lottery where they cool. came up with the order for their draft. Okay. And that kind of inspired me a little bit for this week. This week, we're doing a movie draft. That was a what? Yes. 10 rounds. Okay. Each round has a category assigned to it. Oh no, I have to and, look up movies with themes. Yeah, each one each category you have to pick one movie from each category and oh, no. we cannot pick the same movie from each category. Oh shit. <clears throat> well, yeah. I better get the research department on this. <laughs> Roger, can you get on that please? <laughs> well, as as foreseen, I was unprepared, therefore I am fucked. That's why I didn't want to fucking tell you. I thought it would be way better if I didn't. Oh, it's fantastic right now. All right, so um, before we start... I need a pen like... and paper just so I know what the oh, fuck I'm doing. Shit. I'm, I'm going to just be taking notes on my phone because I don't have a, I don't have a pen up here with me. All, All right. right, I need to confer with my sponsors, make sure Nike's okay with me spending their money. Okie dokie. So, mm-hmm. would you like to hear the categories? Yes, please. All right, so round one. And because I'm nice, I'm going to let you pick first in every category. 
Can, I'm okay with you picking first, honestly. Okay, so round one, mm-hmm. you have to pick a best picture winner. This is the Binge Picture Podcast, after best all. Best picture winner. Round two, an animated movie. Oh, that's easy. I'm, I'm going to get that one right off the bat. <laughs> and round three, an international film, a film produced outside of the United States. It can be from any country. It just has to be from outside the United States. Sexy. Round four. Rounds four through nine are all genres. Okay. So round four is sci-fi. Okay. Round five is westerns. Okay. Round six is horror films. Ah, fuck. I don't watch horror films. (laughs) Round seven is comedies. I I watch those. Round eight is musicals. I watch those religiously and perform to them religiously. Round nine is action films. Oh shit balls. And round, that's too many. I know. I want to, I want to stress you out with this shit. And, ah! round, <laughs> and round 10 is a wild card round where you can pick whatever movie you want as oh. long as it has not been picked prior. You oh, I already have my wild card. You're done, you slut. You're done, you bitch. Yes, and then after after um the this episode drops, I will post everything to socials and the fans will vote to see Centella. All us. seven of them. We'll yes, vote. all seven. <laughs> All seven fans will vote and see and tell us who had the better draft. Um, um, so I have a quick question. Yes. Just just so I can clarify these rules real quick. So when you say best picture winner, is that best picture winner on paper or the best picture winner in our heads? It has to be. It has to have officially won the best picture so award. On paper. Yes, so on, on paper. paper. It has to have won best picture. Okay. Um, before we dive in, I just want to has, give a quick shout out to Reggie Stone. He commented on our um, last oh, okay. Facebook post. Um, I posted kind of like a wrap up of our Lord of the Rings special and asked everybody. Was it just nerds nerd out about nerd shit? Well, he, I asked him, I asked our um, 63 now followers on Facebook. What's your favorite? Remember 69. We done. We don't go on. We we do not pass go. We do not collect $200. Yes. um, If we hit 69 followers on Facebook, the show ends. Yeah. Like we're done. Um, great run, kids. Good night. <laughs> it's been a wonderful three months, but we're calling it. <laughs> um, but Reggie commented and said that his favorite. Um, well, he said he loves all three of them, but the one he's watched the most is Fellowship. Fair. So, shout out Fair. to Reggie. Um, so now I have to extend this idea. Okay. Of, so it's winner, winner, not nominee. Yes, not nominees. Son of a bitch. Has to be a winner. There are some good ones. There are I know. some very good ones. I know. It's just I don't know which one you're gonna pick, so I'm playing it sneakily. Which is you're you're going first. No, this. you're going first. I'm going first. How about we roll how about we roll the dice? Yes. We roll our magic rocks. Whoever rolls and then higher. Whoever, yes. We're not gonna play golf rules. Whoever rolls higher. All right, are we doing twenties? Yes, we're doing twenties. Of course we're doing twenties. We're fucking nerds for shit's sake. Here we go. Or we can do hundreds to make it more interesting. Yeah, let's do a D100. Fuck yeah, it. let's have some fun. All right, there's my percentile. Where's there? It is. I need the matching set. Ready? I got my matching lava set right here. I've got my matching um, James P. Sullivan from Monsters, Inc. set because they're hey. the exact shade of his um, uh, fur coloring. That's All right, fair. here we go. All right, I got my number. I got mine. What's yours? I can summon a god. Holy shit. You rolled super 10. low. I, I rolled 80, I rolled 81, so I guess I go first. Yeah, okay, that's fine. All right. That's fine. So, round one. Do, 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 do. The pick is in. 
with the first pick in Ross the bench. Pick. Wait, what's your team name? We need a team name here. Um, Ross's bosses. <laughs> okay. Um, with the first pick in the Bench Picture Podcast inaugural movie draft, Ross Bembenek selects in the Best Picture winner category, the Best Picture winner from 2019, it's Parasite. Oh, shit, he is going Parasite. I, yes. I looked at it, I'm like, he could go Parasite. He could definitely go Parasite. Oh, dude, you know I'm going Parasite. You know I love me some Bong Joon-ho. I know, Bong so, Joon-ho's a fantastic, fantastic director. He is absolutely Great incredible. social commentator with his work. Oh my God, yes. Um, I think Parasite's his best work. Um, but it's very, very close because Memories from Mur- Memories say. of Murder is incredible. I and... watched that recently because you told me about it. And yes. I was like, well, I haven't seen it, so let me watch it. I went, fuck. Yeah, this I know. It's fantastic. It's incredible. Memories of it Murder is on utterly Hulu. fantastic. Sponsor. Yes. Plug. We're not being paid for this, but plug. Yeah, we're plug. We're absolutely plugging every single Bong Joon-ho movie because they are all incredible. And I'm also very sorry about my scratchy voice. I did story time for my daughter tonight. Does that mean you just did your D and D voice over? Uh... We re- I read a Batman story to her, um, and I so did you just vo- did Christian Bale. No, it was I didn't even do a f- funny voice for Batman. I just did a deeper voice for Batman, but like <laughs> I did Mister Freeze, and that kind of fucked up my throat a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> just drink a lots of water. I got beer with me right now. That's fine. That's fair. So Parasite is off the board. Yep. Well, if it would be a lot more interesting if there weren't 92 of these motherfuckers. Hey, no, that makes it very interesting. You have a very, well, you, yeah, you've got 92 films left to pick from. So I have 91, you... don't I? No, we, there's 93 and I just picked one. Because oh. so. we just oh, had okay. the 93 All right, Oscars. 2020, right. That happened. I like how I have a pin in my mouth. So in the recording, I'll be like, her, 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 her. all right, okay. so it's my turn. It is your turn. Birdman. Birdman. Wham, Wham Bam Productions, yes, that is my team name, has picked a Birdman for his Birdman. best picture. The Birdman. Starring Michael Keaton. Um, I haven't, fuck, I remember when I fucking lent you that DVD and you didn't get it back <laughs> for like two fucking years. No, it wasn't years, it That's was what, months. It was months. It was more than two months, Dylan. It was more than two months, I will give you that. Okay, so it it's literally more, went, in, it, it, went it went across the summer because it was our college years and yes. it went across the summer and like you gave it to me a while ago and it it didn't leave my apartment forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so Dylan, why are you picking Birdman? Oh, Birdman's fantastic because you have that like basically just that one shot thing, the one shot. Mm, yeah, uh, it feels like one single take. Need biggest slut for in the entirety of it all especially if it's like an action set piece i am mm-hmm. just the biggest slut fuck i thought i had a great pick for my action pick now i don't son of a bitch um, you've got eight rounds until the best i know but I, I i like to plan ahead this is chess ross this is chess but back to birdman uh the acting's fantastic fuck edward norton um yeah edward yeah edward norton i mean i mean I've... he's a good actor but he's a shit human that's about yeah, it yeah he ruined he's... a hulk movie I mean, I think the script for that movie fucking sucks. So he wasn't... wrote the script. Oh, he did? He was part of the people who wrote the script. It's under oh, his pen name. Yikes. Yeah. The yeah whole, but well, like, the rest of the cast is really well done. I like uh, the director behind it. He did really well. Mm-hmm. I'm not his biggest fan when it comes to his um, uh, the uh, DiCaprio movie. Uh, oh, The Revenant? Yeah, I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of that movie. But movie... I loved what he did just because it's honestly like a perfect take on how artists struggle yeah no yeah the artists struggle and the whole 
And like when they get that high and they get that success and they just keep trying to chase that dragon, it's mm-hmm. fantastic because you see that in documentaries. Like most recently, you saw that one with uh, and, uh, one with uh, the Last Ride, which is Undertaker's, um, like the WWE Undertaker's, mm-hmm. like continuous coming back to find that perfect match to retire on, and it's just like it's so not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So Dylan Birdman rounding out the best picture category. Just call motherfuckers. So we are on to animated animated movies and i'm really glad you seated first pick to me dylan oh no don't you slut you ignorant bitch don't you do it don't you do it don't you do it you monster ross's bosses select spider-man into the spider-verse or or suck it or that's um we could, okay, explain why we're going to probably, you know, praise this movie on the altar of cinema that we are for the next, like, five minutes. I mean, it is a technical marvel on every level just because of the amount of... Um, animation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the amount, the total number of different animation styles that go into every single individual character. The story is incredible. Bagel. I love that bagel scene. Yeah, the bagel sequence, yeah. The yeah. whole, it's, it's so funny. Like, it's a genuinely funny movie. I think Phil Lord and Chris Miller are two of the best, like, filmmakers working today. Mm-hmm. Easily. Uh, Easily some of the best people who are <clears throat> directing or, like, an- or like writing or anything. They are mm. big fans. You know what pisses me off about that? I'm going to go to a bit of a tangent. I apologize. And no, no, go for it. What pisses you off? Disney had them for Solo. Disney had these know, people for a Star Wars movie. They, they had these people up. for a Star Wars movie. And they, they told them to go away. And I will. Yes. Yes. You could have had the best Star Wars movie ever. Like, and I mean, period. I'm talking like it beats old trilogy. It beats like everything. Let's not get crazy, but I understand where you're coming from. (laughs) It would have beaten. It would have beaten. Hold that to my God that I may or may not believe it. But but beside the point, continue with why we're going to praise this movie for a while. I mean, I, I, you know, um, story's great. Jokes are great. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are like we've said, they're, they're fucking incredible. I love it all of their work um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, um just, and the voice the cast holy shit the voice cast was fantastic yeah. is fantastic the animation is the perfect representation of comic book yeah oh I've my god ever yes. seen like because no one ever attempts it the only attempt we ever had of it was 2003's hulk and, and um meh. and watchmen too and like watchmen's not, fine like i even wouldn't go that far like in in terms of story beats yeah but like in terms of style not so much i meant like this is like perfect like comic book style with like the three separate frames and also mm-hmm. that movie makes me cry more than any other movie Wait, what movie does um spider-verse like every scene i'm like i know it's coming i know his uncle's about to die tear i know i know like i know peter's about to be like not bad kid tear yeah. and i'm like and then like when spider like that or spider-man dies i'm like tear mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh yeah that that uh, just shows how powerful the movie is yes all right dylan your oh pick. boy oh geez oh boy oh geez oh boy oh geez oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh did i take yours no i had that was like number three i think i think i know what you're going with here but i oh i want to hear what what you think i got i think you're going Howl's moving castle Ooh, that's what ooh. I think you would. That's that. That is what I think you're going with. Well, you know, Ross, you're right. 
it's my favorite Miyazaki film by far. It, like, mm-hmm. and I mean by like not by far. I mean like by the smallest centimeter. Just because I love Mononoke to death. Oh Mononoke, so how can... just works because of mm-hmm. the fucking cast, the characters. It's fully focused on this very powerful, very great female character who discovers his passion for living, who discovers all this, and like turn up heads great. He doesn't even say a single word to like the final like five minutes of the film. Yes. Bills, like howls great and just like the animation behind it the characters are it's a very great vivid world that's like you're just dropped into and you don't ask questions because they're answered in such a beautiful way by showing not telling I and know. that's so much what is missing in this world today yeah um i really don't think Fuck, I lost my spot. <laughs> um i don't think you could go wrong picking like any of Hayao miyazaki's movies like there's a couple there's a couple yeah. that are well, because no lower really- tier yeah, like no one can really just go like. Bow, bow. Yeah, like Porco, like Porco Rosso, Ponyo, I think are kind of his lower tier stuff. But like, but of, like when we talk about lower tier stuff for him, it's like it's still great. Like yeah. his lower tier stuff is still incredible. But and that like, man says anime is a mistake. That mm-hmm. poor. But like um, Howls, Howls, and Mononoke, Spirited Away, and Totoro, mm-hmm. and The Wind Rises. I think you can take any one of those five movies. Grave of the Fireflies. That's not he didn't direct that one. Oh right, he didn't direct it. He it was a Ghibli movie, but he did not direct it. That one was directed right. by I think Isao Takahata, which holy shit, Grave of the Fireflies is a movie. I that ending it, where you just see the person just stare and it's you know it's not at the soldiers, it's at yeah. you. You yeah. just go, fuck. Yeah. Grave of the Fireflies, it's an incredible it's like one of those really, uh, really good movies that I never want to fucking watch again because I it's just so emotional, it makes me fucking miserable. I'm fine um, with that statement, brother. All right. Um, so now that takes us to the third round, international yeah. films. You can't pick Parasite. Fuck yourself. Yeah, Parasite's off the table. I could yeah. take another Bong Joon Ho movie if I wanted to, but I'm oh. not going to do that. Let's see. What do I have here? Hmm. Oh, I'm I got stuck mine. between two right now. But continue. Anyway, I apologize. I have Pan's Labyrinth. That does by. count as a foreign film. Yes, because yeah. that. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Who I mean, we I mean anybody that has listened to our Shape of Water episode knows how no, much we, we love worship Guillermo. at the altar of Guillermo del Toro. Yes, Guillermo is one of this podcast's collective favorite directors. Um, Correct statements were made. And Pans is his best movie. Mm-hmm. Um I just think the central story and the anti-war, anti-fascist themes in it are incredible. And telling a dark story like that through the innocent lens of a child's eyes. I mean, only Del Toro could pull that shit off. Oh, easily. And the, like, you feel for the characters, even though, like, yes. you know who he's not supposed to root for. You know who you were supposed to root for. And, like, even then, it was just, like, fuck. Like, like you, like, and it's, and, like, that movie's so up to interpretation of just, um, mm-hmm. like, did she live through the end? Or, yeah. like, did she not live through the end? Which, um, I'm not even going to say spoilers for this, because most of the movies we've been talking about have been out for a year, so they can yeah. off. Like, the most years. recent movie is two, it's, the most recent movie picked so far is, like, two years old. So, at this point, and especially Pan's Labyrinth, it's 15 years old now. You should have fucking seen it by now. And if not, go fucking watch it. It's incredible. He said it, not me. Um, all right. What, what you got? Round I'm going to pick... A random left field one that you can probably not see from here. I'm going to pick a Korean film called, I don't know if it's fully Korean. Let me look up to make sure I'm not just going to be wrong because it's based in Korean history. I'm um, intrigued. I'm really intrigued now. It's a 2014 movie. 
2014. Okay. I want to see. You, you probably won't get this one. I think I'm, I might. Yeah. I might know where this is going. That's just a summary. I'm making sure that I'm saying it right. Hold on, I'm pulling up. I'm searching a movie on Letterboxd that I think this might be. Oh, wait, you have a guess? I have a guess. Oh, I want to hear your guess. Hold on, let me make sure this movie came Ew, out. What's this... wrong, baby? No, never mind. Never mind. What were you guessing? I was going to guess The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, but that came out 2008, not 2014. Aha! You, sir, are wrong. I am talking about Admiral Roaring Currents. You mentioned that um, in the Two Towers episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned because it has a very long, very epic battle scene. And a-, a lot of people always like, like jack off at the altar of like, uh-huh. this. Ha- like some people have like the longest battle scene. And I'm just over here like, dude, this one has the most like, it's entire like, thir- like second into third act is, is basically a fight scene. It oh, is it's- a fantastic movie. I watched it back in like 15, like mm-hmm. 2015. Fantastic movie. Like you can understand because if like you know like the uh history behind it, like Korea's up against a wall against the Japanese invasion. Yeah. And it's about the battle of Myeong. May may I can't pronounce it, so I'm apologizing. Um to the Myeong Strait, the Battle of the Myeong Strait, and how Admiral Yishun Sin basically just saved his entire fucking country. By being a fucking boss. Nice. Yes, this I, is I, like, mm, it's a, such a fantastic, sexy movie. Sweet. I have added that to my watch list. I'll try and find a way to watch that at some point soon mm-hmm. because you have piqued my interest. A whole. Right. I have it on Blu-ray too. I'm like, I gotta own this physically because, right. like, yeah. Can I borrow it? Sure. Yeah. Remember that time I let you borrow Birdman and you kept it for like a year? Can I? Can you not keep it for a year? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the vengeance after all these years it is here yes sir it is all right you got a sci-fi movie right yes that brings us to let me i'm I'm adding admiral i'm just gonna call it admiral that's cool i'll know what it means so sci-fi round four fight let's see see, i'm torn between a couple here Mm -hmm. because one of these movies i could very well pick as my action movie and one of them I could easily pick as my horror movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's Aliens, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, uh, Alien is one of the ones I'm bouncing between. Actually, I'm going Alien. I'm going to go Alien. You're going full Alien on I'm this. I'm going Alien, dude. Heard. I mean, holy fuck, dude. Anybody that's not seen Alien, like, it's like one I of mean, ones. like, you're missing out on a lot. It is... Uh, it's one of those very. It's a masterclass in suspense and horror it, as well. It as is. Sci-fi but Sigourney Weaver is so fucking good, and it's one of those very, very few movies. Like it, there's a very small category of maybe twenty to twenty-five movies where I'm yeah. like, this is a movie that every person has to see at some point in their life. It is mm-hmm. such a huge building block for the modern science fiction and horror genres. Mm-hmm. It's the production design on that fucking ship. The H.R. Geiger xenomorph designs. Oh, my God. It's all just fantastic. You can really tell this was a labor of love. And this was just like everything about this was like this was a vision and everyone was behind it. It's not like the studio dragged this man or someone just went like, you can't do that. It's like, nah, have fun, kid. Here's a budget. It is everything clicking so well, and John, like the supporting cast, John Hurt and Martin Freeman, like, well, not, not Martin Freeman. 
Martin I was going to say, what? Hold on, yeah, Martin Freeman plays young Bilbo. I met old Bilbo, <laughs> Ian Holm. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hold the phone. Yes, Ian Holm. Just the whole cast crushes it. And the cat, dude, the cat. One of the all-time best cinema cats. <laughs> That's our next list. Best yes. pets. Best pets in movie history. Number one, the cat from Alien. <laughs> Number one, Balto. Ooh, Balto's a good one. Yeah. All right. What do you got for your Okay, so I'm kind of torn. Okay. Because, so I have like three right now. Okay. If you guess one of them, I'll be very impressed. I'll give you a hint. One came out in 2016. 26, Arrival. Fuck, you got me right there. Yep. I know, no, dude, I fucking love Arrival. Arrival Arrival's is really a piece of list. art of social commentary and sci-fi. Yes. And then I have like Blade Runner 2049. And also really have, high on my list. And then I have Annihilation just because it was so fucking weird oh, and so fucking like, yes, like trippy that I'm just like, mm. you know what? Annihilation gets it. Annihilation, get Annihilation? gets my Dude, I dig it. I fucking love Annihilation. Natalie Portman is incredible. I like it because it talks about just like basically um, so I don't, there's a shit ton of fan theories out there. There's a shit ton of oh, how do you think this movie meant by this or how you meant this movie meant by that. But like in my opinion, it's people living with themselves. Mm-hmm. it's how people live with themselves because at the end again fuck you you should see it by now it's no spoiler <laughs> tag um it's on prime i think should be but like when like this spectrum and like these people come in and out the only people natalie portman comes out but it's not really her or it, it, it is her it's just like a new version of herself and mm-hmm. that's the point of like life and that's the point of like doing things that like you mess up and like you have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. you evolve from it and that's what you get from oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman in that final scene, yeah. they're just like their eyes glazing over. It's like, what do you do from now? We live, and I yeah. think that's the line. I'm not 100 percent sure, but then you get all the other people who don't really like survive, and like the only people who really don't like, like the people who like, um, like don't really go through it to the end. Like you don't really know a lot about their backstory, but the leader who has cancer and uh, Valkyrie from. Yeah, it's yeah. Thank you. I I knew her last name. I just didn't know her lo- first name, and it was bothering me. Yep. Bothering and the leader, I think, I think it's Jennifer Jason Lee. I'm not 100 percent certain. And the other two, meh. but like, so the first one just gets taken out by Bear Copycat McGee, and then the second one just goes after the bear. So we don't really understand. Like mm. the second one, the 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 person who comes back and goes for the teammate, we understand her motivation is just um, a lot of. Uh, just like self-doubt or just like Mm -hmm. all that but then we get like we get Teresa thompson we get her with like this like tessa fuck me um (laughs) uh we get her with this idea of just like she's self-harmed herself she hasn't really let go of anything and like Mm -hmm. we have um and she just uh, she she's held back by all like guilt and all Mm -hmm. that and then we have um the leader who's like, I just want to get cured of cancer instead of yeah. just living with the cancer, which is hard for everyone. And like, I'm not going to say like everyone should just live with cancer because cancer is a fucking terrible thing. It's just, that's the theme in the movie. And I'm not saying mm. anything about it. Yeah. All right. You ready for the Western category? Yes, ma'am. All right. See with the Westerns, I could go with a couple movies we've already discussed on the podcast. I could go with unforgiven. Mm-hmm. I could go with the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. but I'm going with everybody's uh, favorite um, modern day auteur 
Quentin Tarantino. Oh, fuck off. Django and Chain. Oh, thank Christ. I thought you were about to go with like the, the other one. Hateful Eight? Um, thank you. No, fuck I no. I don't like Hateful Eight. I, I don't like Hateful Eight, but Django Unchained. Django Holy Unchained is my... Shit. He is a fantastic film as a Western. It's a fantastic film as a whole because, in my opinion, that's Quentin Tarantino's best movie. It's, uh, it's probably fourth for me, but it's still up there. No, I maybe, understand. It, it might even be fifth. I don't know. Like his top five are so good and so close together in quality. It's hard for me to, you know, pick one. Like I have Kill Bill Volume One is my favorite. And then yeah. like Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Django Unchained are all like right there for me in the top five. And I yeah, depending on which one I've watched most recently is usually number two. <laughs> That's a fair statement because it's fresh in your mind. So what do you got for number what do you got for the uh, western category again i think we're just gonna play the guessing game with me so bitch i'm having fun with this you let me have an inch i now take the mile remember yes yes i know okay so one came out in 2016 or 2017 i believe yeah 2016 that's one of them yeah and the other one came out in 2011 Oh fuck! Let me look at my letterbox list real quick and sort these. <laughs> no, so you're not you're not gonna get this. I firmly believe you are not gonna get this movie. Yeah, it's not listed on my letterbox. Oh wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not date added. I need release date and it was first. <laughs> you won't it, get this one. You won't get this one by miles. Is it Rango? Oh shit! No, it's not, but now there's a third category as a third contender because I love that movie more than life itself. Is it True Grit? No, that's 2010. Is it, no, it's not Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, I give up. What is it? It's Cowboys vs. Aliens. <laughs> it's a great Western. If you look at it from the perspective it. of a Western, it's fantastic. I haven't um, seen John, it. John Favreau wrote and directed it. Yeah, and it's got Daniel it's Craig, It's a great right? movie. Yeah. Um, so which Daniel one? Craig. Fuck it, Rango. Rango, you go. Rango. Rango's so I fucking love, amazing. Dude, I love Rango. It's so much fun. I don't understand why that didn't win like best animated picture that I year. Think it did. But Ra- no. Yeah, Rango sure didn't did. win. I'm like Rango didn't win. Did. Yeah, look shit. it up. I'm pretty sure it did. Rango didn't win shit. You know what I love the most about it though what? is like if you look at the, any of the behind the scenes, it's a fucking masterpiece of just like. The animators are there, but the actors aren't in the booths. Mm-hmm. They're just like acting and like doing. Yeah, it. no, yeah, they need to. Like, like, that's a masterclass of how to make a fucking animated movie. Yeah, it, because like, then like they can look around and be like, okay, so they did that, mm-hmm. and they did that, and so they the did that. Animators can look at what the actors were actually doing and base the character movements off of what the actors are actually doing. It's inc- it's an incredible way to animate a movie. Best animated film. Okay, what am I looking for again? What pictures do we look for? Uh, Rango, best animated feature, two thousand eleven. 2011 I'm he got nominated sure. for golden globes um i could have sworn it won it didn't win i i hundred oh, did it lose to frozen fucking bitch disney you bitch god damn it oh. bitch frozen animated picture winner no it's toy story 3 still oh, a bitch Okay, I, I I get that one. Toy no, Story because Rango was better. Rango was original. Rango was great. And I did cry Toy Story 3, but I also did cry at Rango. <laughs> Are you ready for the horror genre? No, because I need to... I can't remember the last horror movie I saw because I think I delete those from my brain. Oh, shit. This is a really tough one for me because... 
I love you're a sadistic me. bastard who loves I, horror. I love me a good horror movie. I, I oh shit, dude. I'm looking at my um like my letterbox I have it sorted by rating, and I just have mm-hmm. four stars after four stars after four stars on here. See, I could go with Midsummer. I could go with uh, the classic with The Shining. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with 2015's The Vavitch. The Witch. The Witch? Dude, yes. that movie is hoy. Oh, it's fucking great. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. It's yeah. such a slow burn. There's like Ooh. there's like maybe one jump scare in the whole movie, but it is one of the most fucking terrifying movies I've ever seen. I, I know, right? Love it so much yeah and those those two young kids in that movie are just oh god they're so creepy and they're so obnoxious and i hate them so much and that's the point yes and robert eggers is it's robert eggers right yes robert Robert eggers Eggers. is one of the best directors working today right now 100 percent. because he's got the witch he's got i think he's got the lighthouse and then his next movie is a viking epic starring willem dafoe called the northman which comes out next year Oh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. fucking great, dude! That's the Viking so slut I am. I'm in. So, the witch is my horror film. What's yours, Dylan? Oh, fuck! Because when I looked up horror, just to make sure I knew what the fuck I was talking about. Also, say no. We picked Django and Rango for our westerns. <laughs> Sorry, you love to hear that analogy. You love to hear that. Um, oh, fuck. So there's one that's technically a horror film, but it's more or less like a a, a thriller kind of like one. So I'm not even going to count it. It's called no, Ready no. or Not. Dude. What? I, love, I fucking love Ready or Not. Ready or Not, such a great take on the horror genre. Yeah, it is and so I, I, I didn't good. count it as horror, but no, when dude. I looked at it, it's like... It has... It, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'd count it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's definitely not like a straight up horror movie, but it's definitely got those elements to it. Oh my god! No, and like the oh, obvious, this... the obvious elements are there. Like when she's climbing up the ladder and oh, she's got the hole in her hand, oh, and it goes god. oh, and like she puts a hand through the hole. Oh, the, the nail! Oh, no. And then for me, it's when she's trying to crawl, climb through the fence, and there's that close up shot on her hip, and it's her. The... Oh, oh god, I can't fucking watch that, dude. It's so. It, oh my god! And the so child's boring. a dick. The child's oh, god. yes, are dicks. Oh my god, that movie! It's, oh, that movie's fantastic. You think and it's like, gonna go one way every single point, and then it defies your expectations in the best way. Every I love the point. scene though when like the butler has the girl, and she's like, "I have him, sir. We're going to be fine." And then mm-hmm. like she, she gets up, he's like, "Behind you, behind you!" And then like it, like she hits him, he goes, "Oh!" And like it yeah. cuts back and forth. And it's I so, love and like it's the so self aware. It's very self aware. The like the cast is fantastic mm-hmm. because like the brother who doesn't want to kill anyone whose wife's a sadistic bitch I can't remember his name is great as a character because he's just given up and when he gets that moment of hope he's instantly killed mm-hmm. and it's just fantastic yes like everything about it's very self aware but it also knows how to do a spin on it to not make it like the stereotypical horror movie of like either really really fucking too scary. Mm-hmm. with all the jump scares or just like has all these great moments that go back and forth yeah. because the character evolves slowly throughout everything yeah like it has right. like legitimate jump scares in it mm-hmm. but it also balances them out with like much more like light-hearted self-aware comedic moments that are played off really well and samara weaving is awesome yeah no yeah like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So ready or not, your official horror selection. Boom. Punch it All in. Wham right. Bam Pictures has picked this. All right. We are Good on to Hot Fuzz as my comedy selection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised you would pick that. Yeah. Like if I didn't pick it for comedy, I was going to pick it for action. But I know if I picked it, if I know if I pick it for comedy, then that certainly frees up my action pick for the one movie that's been on my mind this whole time for my action movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh wait, is it still an Edgar Wright? <gasps> I know it. I can guess it. What do you think my action movie is? Three we'll rounds. We'll get to of... that later. Okay. We'll get to that later. Either way, um, as our listeners, as I'm sure our listeners are aware. I love Edgar Wright. He's my favorite. He's a big slut. This man's a big slut, and I'm also a big slut for him. I mean, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End, Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver. Oh, my God. Dude hasn't made a dud yet. And Hot Fuzz is his best fucking movie. Hot Fuzz is absolutely incredible. The chemistry between Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. The complete lampooning of everything to do with the action genre and fucking rory mccann just going yarp or you don't want to do this do you yarp oh shit and of course there is the immortal scene where they are in the supermarket at the end um and they're fighting all of simon skinner's henchmen yeah and academy award-winning actress olivia coleman i think she picks up like the fucking wet floor sign and she smacks somebody with it She's like, yes, yes. Another quite like a little bit of girl on girl action yeah that is academy award-winning actress olivia coleman right there i am doing a dirty joke i know i am fully on board with every actor in hot fuzz getting an act an oscar at some point in their lifetime i will they not, need it they need I'm it i'm not going to quit until every <laughs> actor in hot fuzz has an oscar how's that change.org petition going uh you know we got like three signatures and it's it's you me and caleb, yeah, it's, you, me and caleb. <laughs> it's just the three of us <laughs> so yes that is my comedy selection dylan what's yours it's a wonderful tale of ferdinand the bull fuck that i know um <laughs> just- I would say, holy fuck what the fuck dylan <laughs> oh my god no 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 actually actually this might come as a surprise but knives out dude knives out yes knives out's a comedy yes um and see knives out is a comedy but i like when i think of it i think of it as just like a mystery kind of suspense movie as more of a straight up comedy but it is definitely a comedy um do you want me to rescind my idea of what I want of what of what I want this to be? I can, no, if I you want knives one. out, you pick knives out, dude. Knives well, out. I got another one. If, what is? Well, what's your other one? The other one. Don't tell me that. And not like don't say you have another one and don't not then not I, tell we, me. We have a number two at all times, Ross. Well, you need to have a number two because I pick first in every category. My number get, one's my number two is Megamind. Dude, I love Megamind. Megamind's like, fucking knives out is more of a thing Megamind is in. So you're going Megamind? Megamind is pushed yeah, in. Megamind's in. Megamind because that, is in. It's just such a great, like, stick and poke at, like, the superhero genre. It is. It's, and, it, like, who made this movie? Because they've made, works. like, hit after hit. And, like, they made Kung Fu Panda. They made all this. And everyone's like, oh, Pixar's the best one. These people are doing great storytelling. Mm. What are you talking about? Yeah, Dreamer. I mean, I think I still think Pixar is, like, a step up. Pixar and Ghibli are like you know 1a and 1b but dreamworks is right there at number two right now because it takes all the two letters there's no two dreamworks i mean they got shrek kung fu panda movies um did dreamworks make rango i think they did yeah they did yeah and of course megamind like dreamworks is 
pumping out a lot of really good shit. Mm-hmm. Like they have, I think they have a few more duds than the other two usually do. Well, because they don't, they have the make. They make sure that no one has a dud. Like yeah. the other places are just like, well, we have to play the same thing over and over and over again. Well, not Ghibli. Not Ghibli. Ghibli doesn't have to do well, that. Well, no, Ghibli. Ghibli <laughs> doesn't do that because they learned and they know how to be better. Yeah, but, Ghibli. Ghibli is just a fucking incredible studio, top to bottom. But what is? But like, Pixar has become bland and repetitive. I kind of. strongly disagree with you there. I watched the new one this week, Luca. Luca? Was, you mean so the good. Little Mermaid, but with two? No, boys? dude. It's 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 it's. I mean it. On the surface level, it's very similar, but like when you start watching it and you kind of see what the you know the themes of the movie are and the plot points that happen along the way, Luke is incredible. Loved it. Okay, I don't care for Disney anymore. I feel I find it bland and repetitive. All right, so that's your comedy. So now we're on to round eight of ten. Yes. Which is what you got for musicals, buddy? Musicals. Oh shit! I swear to God, if you take my movie, I'm (laughs) going to throw a fit. Let's well, we'll see, Dylan. Um, shit, fuck it. I'm going with the Muppets. Son of a bitch! I didn't even think about that. The fucking Muppets. Wait, like the Jason Siegel one? Yes, the 2011 one. That's what I thought. So I'm yep. just making sure. I mean, I, I could have gone with the original. Honestly, I could have gone with any fucking Muppets movie because they're all musicals and they're all incredible. And they're all fantastic. Yes, but the 2011 one, it's just so cozy. It's just so warm. Jason Siegel and It made and Jason Siegel better. <laughs> yeah, Siegel and Adams are great. Chris Cooper is hilarious. Evil laugh. Evil maniacal Evil laugh. laugh. Maniacal, maniacal laugh. laugh. Uh, that, that movie's like, it should have won Best Picture. It was one oh of those God, movies no, that should have won Best Picture. I fucking agree, dude. The Muppets is incredible. And the opening song... Um, uh, I oh, like all the celebrity. Song. Oh, that and, and yes. then Amy Adams comes around the car. Like that's how you change your oil. That's, like, that's how that's you how change you... a carburetor. Yeah, that's it. And I'm just like, <laughs> and yeah, all the celebrity cameos because, like, I think Don Rickles has one super early. No, not Don Rickles. Jack Black, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, Donald Glover, yes, um, Emily Blunt, uh, uh, Selena Gomez, uh, the kid from Modern Family, yeah, the Hispanic yeah. kid, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, um, I love, I love the Jack Black Oh yeah, remember Animal. Don't strum. Oh wait, what is it? I'm putting on my dots. The part this and the Muppets could qualify for the comedy one too because it's so funny. Like the bit where they kidnap Jack Black. Uh, animal, and, what are you doing? Acting and, natural. And, Fozzie, and then they go and they go into like the ninja scenes. And Fozzie Bear's like, Kermit, what's worse? Losing the Muppet Theater or mildly inconveniencing Jack Black? <laughs> kidnapping Jack Black, Fozzie. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't pick anything other than the Muppets for this one. That like, movie's utterly fantastic, yeah. and it did deserve a Best Picture win. It did. I, I, Rocky Horror was a very close second, but um, the Muppets for me. It's, okay. it's the Muppets for me. So I have one that, again, we're playing this game of what do you think it is? Okay. Is it a traditional stage musical? No. No? Shit. Okay, that knocks that eliminates a fucking book. Is it La La Land? No, it's not La La Land. Son of a bitch. Okay. So 2018. It's not- 20 what no la la land was 2017 never mind no la la land was 2016 hold on correct let me pull up letterboxd again god damn it dylan 
<laughs> Killing me. Year tens eighteen. Do I just pick La La Land and make it better for ourselves? <laughs> no, that's okay. So Mary Poppins returns. Fuck that movie. Um, I think that is it. Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> Why would it be Mamma Mia? It's it's a musical from 2018. I'm just taking a shot in the dark here, dude. Uh, you've uh, offended me. 2018 is no longer involved. I'm joking. No, uh, I'm. I'll, I'll actually rescind. Um, what, 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 was, what was it going to be? What was it? It was going to be um, Rocket Man. Oh, that was 2019. 18. No, it was 19. It was 18. I assure you. I'm looking at a thing that says 18, Ross. No, that was its first. I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. And oh, it <laughs> says 19. Well, this is why I don't read. Who was right? Who was right? Who you were right, Ross. Yes, I was right. But my pick goes to Sweeney Todd, Barbara on Dean. Oh, Barbara dude, on Baker it. Street. Love Sweeney Todd. Demon Barbara, whatever the fuck. I'll turn the tale of Sweeney Todd. His skin was pale and his eye was hard. Oh, I love that. And he Tim Burton captured... a gentleman <laughs> who never thereafter were heard of again. Uh, he trod a path that few have trod. DMCA's are going to knock us down. Did Sweeney Todd. The okay, Sweeney Todd. I'm done now. Okay. Action. Go. Oh, shit. All right. We can fucking go. You ready? You fucking ready yeah. for this, dude? I've been thinking about this movie the whole time. It's a Mission Impossible movie, isn't it? It's not. Oh, shit. It's Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> the 2015 remake. Bold, sir. Bold. I'm going to go. <laughs> this has been fun, Dan. I'm going to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Finally, my time to ascend the throne of this podcast. Catherine Bigelow's Point Break. It is, it is ascending Keanu mm-hmm. before he hits his peak. It is peak Swayze. Peak Swayze. Mm-hmm. It is very that, much Peak Swayze. That mullet. Oh and, my God. And then it's perfect. And then Gary Busey before he becomes fully insane. Uh, he was also, I mean, Gary Busey. He's Gary Busey. No. Before a motorcycle accident. Yes, but no, it was that. That was after. No, it was before. Was it? Yeah. His face looks fine. Yeah. Either way. Um, point break. Um, I mean, <laughs> It's just a perfect. I mean, it, it, one, it acts as a great action movie in itself, in end of itself, but it also is a really good kind of deconstruction of the toxic masculinity expectations of an action movie. Yeah, horribly. Yeah, yeah. it does that well. It really takes apart the whole expected, all the expected tropes that you think you're going to see yeah. in an action movie. Yeah. Um, and you even actions. get like a hint of you get get a hint of like the gay thoughts from Keanu. Yeah, like it it, it totally plays up on all that. Um, just dude, I it's great. Tell. It's a fantastic action movie that is, set the that set the bar for a lot of them. Yes, like you it, get like and like Fast and Furious is basically if you think about it, just a copycat. No, yeah, fast. The first Fast and Furious is Point Break with cars. Yes, like dude. Like the action genre is not what it is today if Point Break does not exist. Oh, 100% because no one takes it seriously. And I mean, this was when people took action movies too seriously. And Point Break, I think one of the big things that it taught us was don't take this shit too seriously, dude. It's right. crazy everyone action Everyone thought movies. that action had to go with like these very serious characters. And went, yeah. Wow. The huge buff, roided out jocks saving the Fuck day you, stoically. Hogan. Like, you know, I, you know, I love Predator. I love Rambo. I love all those action movies from the 80s. But ni- the 90s really kind of grounded the genre. 
mm-hmm. and that started with Point Break. Point Break really grounded the genre. It made the characters real people instead of caricatures of what an action star was supposed to be back in the 80s. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough, dude. Peak motherfucking Swayze. Swayze. The world misses that dude. We the world misses Patrick Swayze, man. He was such Every a day. good fucking actor. Every day. All right. What's yours? Well, going along with a the theme here, John Wick. Keanu. The first the first John Wick. The first because, one, yes. Because after you get so like um this movie, the first 10 minutes of it are just like hitting your head against the wall. But as mm-hmm. soon as the dog does, as soon as the home invasion gets, as soon as all that, boom, this movie takes off. Even before then, when John Wick speaks Russian, you're like, what? And then like, and then like he just goes off, like the world building starts. And even yes. like oh the subtleties in the script, I heard you hit my son. And it's like, yes, yeah, sir. Well, he took John Wick's car and killed his dog. Oh. He did what? <laughs> yeah, he just goes, he doesn't say anything except, oh. And he oh. just goes, oh. And then hangs up the phone and then beats Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> yes. And then there's that scene in the chapel where um, people like, always ask if I'm back. Well, yeah. I'm yeah, thinking I'm back. back. Oh, oh that scene. Dude. Uh, great fucking choice, dude. I and then, like, I, I, I love that movie just because one, the action's done in like that one shot kind of take that I brought up mm-hmm. earlier, where it's like, I'm a big slut for that. And then, like, you get. um. You get all that. And then like that one scene where like he's in the nightclub and he's shooting through people. He runs out of bullets and the guy's just like, don't, not any blah, 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 blah. And just he reloads in that moment. It also just shows that like, even though Keanu, like John Wick's character, like Keanu's character, John Wick has this plot armor, he's Mm -hmm. still damaged. It's not like, oh, I fell from a balcony. I'll just go walk off. No, he's in the hotel going, ow, 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 Yes, yes. Like, he's a very human character while also being, acting like an unkillable machine. God himself. (laughs) Like, being the... (laughs) John John Wick is probably one of the movie characters I would least want angry with me. I brought you another puppy, please, no more war. (laughs) God, John Wick's so fucking good, holy it's shit. It's such a great movie, because it's not like, uh, going off of what you said, of like how it did better with the action genre, of just like establishing a world, and establishing mm-hmm. people living it, and like there's a certain way. And it does the thing where it doesn't tell you everything. Yeah. You have to figure it out. I am so sick of movies. In the moment of when we see the thing, the exposition man comes in, or woman, yes. and like they just go, and they barf on you. Yes, John Wick is an original major studio action film that feels original and doesn't force feed you information like every other fucking dumb exactly. action movie. Exactly. And um, I'm scared because the original director is out for the fourth movie. Who, who Do we know who's directing the fourth one? I don't know. All I know is that um, Hideo Satami is now in the movie and I'm like, yes, please. Oh, yes. Give I me saw more. Yes. Give me more. Let's see what um... uh, John Huick for Gerald. Are we researching this? Oh no, Ch- Ch- Chad Stahelski's still directing. Oh, is, who left? Someone left. Um, I'm not sure, but it still says Chad Stahelski's directing the fourth one, so we I should be good. Where someone left? All right. Uh, okay. Mm. Don't care. All right. Are you ready for the wild card round? Yes, sir. Pick your wild card. See, this is a hard one because it's literally any fucking movie we want. I picked one. I picked mine as soon as you set the category. All right. Let me just do a little bit of a scroll here. Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
That's a sexy pick right there. That's a sexy pick. The quintessential action movie meant as a, as a homage, an homage to uh, the action serials of the forties and fifties that Spielberg grew up on, but it turned out to just be an incredible adventure in its own right with peak Harrison Ford. Although Harrison Ford's peak has really never ended. Dude's still a fucking nice. He's hurt. He got hurt. I don't this is what happens when you when make you an, get old man yeah, do when, stunts. When an eighty year old man is trying to make an action movie, <laughs> Harrison Ford is eighty fucking years old. He needs to stop. We get it. You still got gas left in the tank to stop. Do what you did with Blade Runner and just mope around set for three days, <laughs> and then just run around and then accidentally punch, um, <laughs> accidentally punch. Um, what's his name in the face? Can't remember his name. Ryan Gosling. Thank you. And you <laughs> and that the... picture of him just like he's, he just he's like, going. Whoa. Whoa. It's not even like him like clutching his pearls. It's him like with the punch, like and the you punch just see is... Ryan Gosling just go. Oh, it is literally like the split second after, and Harrison Ford's he's still like swinging his fist. Around. Yeah, it's like still in shot. Harrison Ford's uh, not Harrison Ford. Ryan Gosling's still reacting because like the cheek yes. kind of in, like the force going through, and, and somebody... Harrison Ford's face just goes. Oh. And Gosling still somehow has that smirk on his face. Yeah, he's just like, I feel like Ryan Gosling doesn't give a fuck. He just does it. Mm-hmm. He just goes, that was fun. Owe me a beer. Yeah, but like Raiders of the Last Ark, dude. Um, a few things on it. One, incredible adventure. Two, mm-hmm. incredible cast. Not just Harrison Ford, but yeah. John Rhys-Davies, um, Karen Allen. Whole, whole cast crushes it. Yes, um, of the script the script is super tight like mm-hmm. it does a like, there are definitely exposition dumps but they feel natural and not forced mm-hmm. and three they melt nazis fuck nazis to melt nazis 2k21 let's get this movement going we need to melt the nazis melt all nazis melt nazis yes there's no exceptions we melt them all i'm for that i'm yeah let's much me- let's that. I- i'm saying i'm telling you man melt the nazis and mm-hmm. the nazis will no longer be a problem yep i need to look up a thing because i've forgotten the movie that was made in that year so you know it's wild card you know it's a wild card year it's a wild, wild card, card. Yeah. it's a wild card so with this being wild card in and of itself I'm picking two movies. Hold on. Hold the fucking phone. Nope, I get to do this. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, then I get to pick another wild card. Then go ahead, buddy. Okay, well, give me two. You know what? I'm picking three, then. No, no. Yes, yes. No, that's not how this works. This is how this works now. I'm making up these rules. I'm making up these rules. And I'm making up my rules over here. I'm conceding you an extra movie. You don't get two extras. I get two more. You get one. You get your get wild card, and I will I give two. you one more. I get two more. Next time two. we do it, we will do another two. draft. I get Fucking... two. I get two. <laughs> I'm so telling... my wild, my OG wild card is uh, Last Samurai. Last Samurai, okay. Uh, because st- it's a fantastic. I still haven't seen that. You absolute cock gobbler. Um, I still have not seen that. I I keep meaning to. I just never do. So I is like it on the Hulu? movie. I don't know. I have it physically and it's literally on my desk right now. Um, so the reason I love that movie a lot is one, it takes place during that weird time where Japan has radically industrialized and it's like, I'm a history nerd and I love that. I love seeing history and I love doing mm-hmm. all that and I love seeing it. Um, something I love about it though is um, the uh, the understanding. Like it's not 
as much people like to be like, it's a whitewashing movie. I'm like, you're 100% an idiot. One last samurai, plural. Samurai is both singular and plural at the same fucking time. It's like geese. Um, uh, never mind. I know goose is singular, but beside the point. Um, um, beside the Shut up. Um, no, I, it just, it's a great tale of just like understanding another person's culture. And mm-hmm. like, because um, uh, Tom Cruise's character is captured after a battle. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he lives is because the leader... Um, um, has a vision premonition before the battle that um, a, t- a white tiger is fighting off his men. Mm-hmm. And so he tells them, don't kill this person. So as they about to, um, and he just experiences the culture, like this old way that these people are fighting for, because they're not fighting for this idea of like an old restored Japan. They're just fighting for the soul of their country. They're fighting mm-hmm. for the soul that they've grown up for, for hundreds of, for centuries that's been passed down to him. And it's a, fucking fantastic idea it's like that's why i didn't pick a rival originally was because it's just this fantastic film of how to just accept one's culture you don't need to demolish one's culture to understand the culture you know and Mm. i feel like that's that's a big reference for today's world because we're always like you have to conform you have to do all this i'm like no if they're not hurting anyone if they're not doing anything that's wrong then they can practice their own ways Mm -hmm that's that's a personal belief of mine i'm not forcing anyone that's just a personal belief of mine um and that's why i vibe with that movie so much mm. so wild card numbers two and three what you got oh shit you put me on the spot i'm only gonna put 10 of them each on the graphics to make it legible that's fine but no, no let's have some fun this is, so our, last this is Sam- our show we can do what we want last samurai and indiana jones are the last two that are going to pop up on the graphic that i end up making that's fine um, but Ah, oh, fuck. You put me on the spot here, Dylan. Okay, I haven't picked a Marty. you want me Marty. to take over real quick? No, I haven't picked a Marty movie yet, so I'm picking Goodfellas for one of them. <laughs> and I'm going to take uh, Kira Kurosawa's run for the other one. That's a good pick. Those I are know, good dude. Picks. I fucking... I mean, Goodfellas is fucking Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. When we get to the Driving Miss Daisy episode, you know I'm going to yell about that for a long fucking time. <laughs> Seven years later, we can no, wait, still no. hear him into the distance. No, Dr- Goodfellas didn't lose to Driving Miss Daisy. Goodfellas lost to, um, fuck, uh, Dances with Wolves. But either, same same principle. I'm going to be yelling about that for a long fucking time when we get to that episode because Goodfellas should have won Best Picture. Um, and then Akira never. Kurosawa's Ron might be Kurosawa's best fucking movie. It is so good. at this. It's the most beautifully shot film ever made like i i will accept I no arguments i agree right, what are your, do you do you hear me arguing nope so what are your other two because they we're come from the hour. same year they're, co- they're coming from the same year what year 1917 uh, so the movie okay. 1917 okay i was about to say they're coming said... from the year 19 2019 2019 so so 1917 what's the other one the gentleman by guy Ritchie. i had to throw a guy Ritchie movie in here because you just say you just have to do that to piss me off don't you no i have to do it because it's a good <laughs> fucking movie ross fuck yourself and i, and have I haven't seen the off. gentleman yet I, I can't say anything bad about the gentleman i haven't seen that one yet i just don't like guy Ritchie. it's so. peak charlie hunnam peak all right so um to recap our delightful little draft we'll just go back here. and forth and go from there so best picture cat so best picture category i went with parasite burn man Animated film, I went with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I also went with that in spirit, but I chose Howl's Moving Castle. For our international film category, I chose Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. And I picked Admiral Roy and Currents. For our sci-fi category, I went with Alien. I went with Annihilation. For Westerns, I went with Django Unchained. 
And for a rhyming effect, I went with Rango, very much a lizard. Um, for horror films, I went with The Witch. I went with Ready or Not. For comedy, I went with Hot Fuzz. I went with Megamind. <laughs> Still love that pick. Great movie, fantastic movie. For musical, I went with The Muppets. I went with Sweetie Todd. In the action category, I went with Point Break. I went with John Wick. And officially in the wild card category, I went with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I went with The Last Samurai. So those are our teams. Um, I will throw those up on socials, and I would love to hear from our listeners about who they All seven of you. Yes, all seven of you. We would love to hear your thoughts. Hey, there's seven, so there can't be a tie. So me just I'd, buys all the bots known to man and goes my 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 my. So I would we we'd really love to hear what everybody has to say and um, if there is a movie you think should have been picked in the category, let us know. We may do a draft again sometime in the future with different categories. Um, but I think that's it for this episode, dude. That's ah, fantastic. I love this episode. Yeah, we should do more of them like this. We should. We should have more little one-offs, especially when we get movies we don't really... I mean, The Apartment was great. I love The Apartment. I'm I haven't watched it because I thought I had another week. <laughs> the, the Apartment, it's really, it's really good. It's really funny. But we'll get into that when um, Caleb is back. Um, Very much so. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like these little one-offs. We should, yeah, they're great. You know, throw these in every now and again. It's just a little palette. I keep here. hinting at them. I keep hinting and just going like, hey, Ross... It's Marvel movie time. Uh, we listen if we if uh, if Caleb is gone for another week. Next week we will. No, no, no. I, I like this one where like where it's a mystery to the other person. It's a yes, mystery. next week. Next week you come with a topic and don't tell me about it. Yeah, well, the next time we do. This. Yeah, next time we do this. Well, next time we do one of these episodes. But um, alas, that is all the time we have for this episode. So uh, I have been Rossman Benick. I have no, been wait, Dylan. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. I almost forgot, fucking forgot to give socials again. Follow us on Twitter at Binge Picture. Like us on Facebook. Um, you can uh, subscribe, rate, and review um, to our show on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Spotify. Or you can send us an email at bingepicturepod at gmail.com. So now, I have been Ross Benbenek. I've been Dylan Bateson. Thank you, Eric Benbenek, for the uh, music for the intro. Yes, thank you, Eric. And we will see you next week to talk about The Apartment. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.